Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ, Kate Let's get the Neighbours. Hello, this is Vaya, and you're listening to Neighbours, the Neighbours recap podcast. We talk about the last five episodes of Neighbours that just aired. And I have with me today a guest who's done the podcast a couple of times now. This is Hunter Smith. Hello. Hunter is, he's the one who coined the term Gabers. I'm really proud of that. Yes, this is she. <laughs> And we, I've been busting out that term a bit this week because there were some milestone Gabers moments on the show, including four gay men at once on one episode. Yeah, it would, would nearly be a record, I think, for a soap operas, wouldn't it? At the very least, in Australian soap yeah. opera. And um, I, I may have misled you a little bit as to how much gay action there was going to be. Yeah, you said there were so many gays in this episode that when I went back to watch them, um, I was expecting it just to be four men bumming off under the Lasseter's rotunda, but... Uh... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, that's all right. Swings and roundabouts. We're still entertaining. Uh, there was a bit of uh, hanky-panky on the previous Friday. Mm. I watched the aftermath. We saw the aftermath. Yeah, which was just Nate and Aaron walking out of a bedroom. The Kennedys at the Kennedys' house with their clothes on. Why at the Kennedys' house? Nate is Nate Kinski. He is... Okay, let me try and put this together. When Susan and Carl were broken up... No, 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 no. I know as far as Rachel Kinski. Take me from Rachel Kinski. Yes. So, Sue's hooked up with uh, old man Kinski and he had his... He was the father of Zeke and Rachel. And when that he died, Susan inherited her stepchildren, like just lived with her forever till they left. And Nate is a cousin of the Kinskys. Oh, okay. From, Not a son. From WA. And he just comes to hang out. Okay, fair enough. I did forward Hunter a clip of Aaron down the mines and Nate first pashing in the glass box as a PR stunt for Lassiter's, which I thought was quite saucy. And they had quite sizzling chemistry back in the day. But since like he moved away and then Aaron was like, didn't hear from him. was like, well, I guess we're broken up now. And then they've just hooked back up. So what do you think of them as a couple? Um, well, I think they're attractive, but they do seem a little bland. I think maybe they were so, they've were so they been so worried about casting gay stereotypes they've gone too far the other way and okay, they just seemed yeah. kind of dull. Yeah, I worry mm. that the, this is a kind of a common thread with neighbours that whenever they have a gay relationship, firstly, they have a gay character and that's exciting. And then they think, well, they have to have a relationship because all our straight people are trying to get relationships. So they hook them up and then they make the relationship boring and dry and straight. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, maybe I'm, you know, you can't have it all, can you? I guess. And we'll be able to get married soon and all the eccentricities will be over anyway. One day we'll have it all. So we start with Monday the 2nd of May. What's happened since, since you've been gone is that Lassiter's exploded, the boiler room, and now there's this whole aftermath about who did it, who was where, when. It's the ultimate who done it. Yes, it's who shot Mr Burns, but who blew up the Lassiter's complex. And one of the suspects was Tom Quill, and they're the Julie Quill. They own Lassiter's at the moment. And Tom and Aaron down the mines hooked up mm. while Nate was away, mm. which is kind of, I found a bit controversial because Nate and Aaron never officially broke up. You can't hang around forever. Really? If he's gone missing, he's gone missing. <laughs> he went, he was on Contiki or something. KB's away for the week. If KB never came back, how long would you wait? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just use as a benchmark the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. When he comes back after four years, his wife's remarried. 
Yeah, and that's married. That's not even just hooked up. Yeah, yeah. so I'd at least give it the castaway length of time. It would depend. It would depend how much you suspected he was dead. Like on Castaway, it was a plane crash, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's pretty confident. Was... Whereas KB's just gone away for the weekend, so that'd be unfair to assume he was dead straight away. Yeah, I really should look. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, look first, but also look for a partner whilst looking, maybe. Yeah, keep it all open. But you seen KB, and are you single? <laughs> The, and the thing is, people haven't really looked for Tom. They found his ID near the boiler room and they all thought he was dead. So they've spotted him now running around the complex in a hoodie. So, okay, now he's back in the frame. Because now he's valuable because he might have blown it up. Yeah. And he's so, the person who can get Paul off the hook. And Paul's rapped about that. And also Aaron, Aaron was like rooting this guy and um, Tom was plying Aaron with like boxes of sneakers because uh, Aaron works with Sonia, who's now the mayor. Sonia's the mayor? <laughs> Oh, that is absolute crap. She is... No one would vote for Sonia. However... I've got a beef with Sonia. We'll get to that in Wednesday's episode. Kate and CJ, who are normally on the podcast, live in a region in Melbourne who have a very Sonia-esque woman running for, for their local council. Who, really? Who's constantly up in arms about local issues like saving a dilapidated cottage. Right. So... There are Sonias out there. If we talk of suburban terms, mm -hmm. she might be yeah, okay. realistic. She, she she does all her mayoral work from the cafe, though. Which does she is, get on the roads like Lou used to? All the time. Excellent, excellent. You know she's had some saucy nights with Toadie in those robes. Gross. Just the chank, chank, chank of the mayoral chains. <laughs> no, no, I can't unhear that. But so Tom was just always rolling up with um, designer shopping bags and Aaron's like, okay, sure, yeah. read all my emails. So they got into a hot water, but Nate doesn't seem to mind that he got a bit of... So they let the gay be obsessed with shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're giving, yeah. That, giving us that much. Yeah. yeah. I guess, and because Aaron does, of the two gabers, main gabers, Aaron is the kind of more flamboyant one in terms of his wardrobe. Hmm. Yeah, I saw him in a pink t-shirt, which I thought was yeah. nice. Yeah, and he, wear, he wears like shirts with pineapples on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, is true, because I had one of those. Okay. I did. Yeah, good. Yeah. I grew out of it all, you know, over it. <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave them for the minute. By the end of the episode, Nate and Aaron are all lovey-dovey again. Like, I still love you, I still love you, and then one of them pierces the other one with a dart. Very, yeah, near the heart yeah. as well. Very symbolic. And now Sarah. Now, I got a text from Hunter during the week while he was catching up on the episodes, and he goes, I can't effing believe Sarah is back. I didn't know she was back, and I applaud it. That's a, that's a very harsh applaud sound. I've, returned, I've got a proud clap. I often say that. Yeah. People, people, whenever I clap in rooms, people go, oh, that's very loud. I say, yes, it is. <laughs> you do the, the old-fashioned slow clap. From, I do. From yeah. Strictly Ballroom. Yeah. I mean, what a stroke of genius. Because that, for me, any, personally, Sarah is my golden age of neighbours. Right, yeah. Because she instigated, she was the affair that instigated the famous neighbour slap that they'll wheel out at any red carpet opportunity to show how great neighbours is. Yeah, every TV milestone special, that yep. slap gets a run. Now, she has brought Angus... Her son to dump his. She's dumping him on the Kennedys because she's got tummy cancer, and apparently his father doesn't get on well with him, and that's a good enough reason to just legally reassign his the parental rights to the guy you had an affair with and his wife. They had one scene where he called his dad just to establish that his dad didn't want him. Yeah, because you had me on high alert for gabers. Um, when he arrived, I was like, "Well, this is one. This is one. He's gay." Ben, Susan, and uh, Carl's grandson. I was like, "There's another one." Uh, well, maybe. The, the teens haven't explored their sexualities very much yet, or the new batch of teens. And he's British too, which they keep showing us because he wears his shirt buttoned all the way up. Yes, although the actor's not British. The actor's like a contestant on a reality singing show. Really? Yeah. 
Um, so he'll be busting out the guitar at some point. Well, I'm pretty impressed by his accent then, because in the first scene, they um, had Ben say, oh, I thought you'd sound more British, which is, of course, code for, I thought you'd be a better actor. Um, but he was quite good. He convinced me that he really was British. Okay. Well, it's good that we represent both camps here, the people that think the accent is good and the people that think other things about the accent. So that's where we're well represented. Um, I th- Sorry, who's who? Because <laughs> he's grating on me a little bit, but that could also just be the personality they've written for him. Yep. So we'll, we'll leave them. Angus, she's flown him over quick sticks, by the way. The Kennedy's like, yeah, all right, we'll have him here for a trial basis. Bang, he's on a plane. He's here. Well, she's on death's door, though. She can't be mucking around. For the first few weeks that she was here, she was doubled over in pain, clutching her stomach. And now she's just... How long has she been back for? Was she <sighs> back without cancer or has she always had cancer? She arrived the day of the explosion. Mm, and then, with a bang. And then she got a, had a limp that Carl was like helping her with and Susan thought they were sleeping together. Then there was about two weeks of them going, why are you here? You're going to cause trouble. And her going, I can't tell you why I'm here. And there's no good reason why she couldn't just say I've got cancer. Right. And then meanwhile, she took a job with Lasseter's as their PR person and but was very quick to just toss that aside. Yeah. Well, she was dying. Yeah. That's a pretty good excuse. And she's all like business, taking a job in her corporate wear. She's and can we talk about her hair? Yes. She has unusual hair. It's, it's too thick and dark. It's very black. Do you think is it all hers or do you think they've put in a switch? I can I'm not good with hair. <laughs> You're not good with hair. I mean, I'm good with my own. Yeah. I'm not good you with... Love, you love to hair. Yeah, but I don't use artificial. You maybe you do one of those Katniss braids that day, remember? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I can do a Katniss braid. Katniss got a mention this week. Catnip. Yeah. Yes. What is oh, catnip. I was going to say cat piss. Did you call it cat piss? <laughs> cat piss would have yeah, been no, great. Yeah, no, Susan's hair is so... Uh, sorry, uh, Sarah's hair is so thick that I thought they were preparing us for a bald scene. Yes. I was like, oh, they popped a wig on her because she's going to pull it off in a second. In that classic Melrose Place yes, reveal. Yes, exactly. Uh, maybe it's... St- oh, she's left now, hasn't she? I'm like, maybe it's still coming. No, it's not. I thought that um, that Sarah has aged unusually over the years. She looks quite different. Do you think that she looks different rather than just um, older? And yet very reminiscent of the Sarah we once knew. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a classic case of when it, when attractive people get older, they have they battle a lot with trying to look the same. The same. Trying to look the same. Whereas yeah, as an unattractive teen, I find that I'm aging better. Constantly I'm, improving. I'm constantly improving. Yeah. So I never have to worry about, oh, I hope I look how I did when I was 20. Yeah. Like, no, I'm yeah, quite yeah. good How with old it. do you think Sarah was the first time around? Because oh, she's God, not that old now. She's 20s. It was a scandal because she was, it was a May-December romance with Carl oh. and he was quite old. Yeah. She was like the hot young secretary. That might be it. I might be picturing her like 30 back then when she was probably 21. Yeah. Okay. So, Tuesday the 3rd of May, says has officially dumped Angus with the Kennedys, and Angus is taunting Ben, and they have a spat, and Carl sees them, and now Carl and Susan are all worried about which kid are they going to support, do they side with their grandson, or this new blow-in, and... Um... Is Libby dead? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Where's Libby? She's in China. China. For a reason I don't know. Well, she's not ever coming back because didn't she try and sue them? Didn't Libby try and sue neighbors? Kim Valentine. Yeah. Yes, she did. And then they got out of that because they let her come back for like three weeks. Oh. They, um, I think what they did, and this is me. Paid like, her off with a guest spot. Yeah, pretty much. She came back and hung out with them all and then went back to, ben, uh, where, where is she from? Bendigo or somewhere. She's rural, the character. And that's where Ben lives. And then in the meantime, she's gotten an opportunity in China. And Ben, oh. and she's like, oh, you can stay here, Ben, with Nan. 
Oh, well, you do, yeah. Well, you get people get opportunities in China. It yeah, happens to people. Yeah. It really does. And they might not like the international schools available to them. No, I wouldn't mind an opportunity in China. <laughs> well, I get opportunities in like Burwood. Well, Libby could hook you up. And not just that, but so far in the last two months, we've had opportunities in China, Germany, because that's where Georgia wound up, and LA, because Imogen, Taraj and Brad's daughter, got an opportunity working for a group of wrestlers as their like legal intern. As With wrestlers? Because Naomi got a job as the PR person for the wrestling team in LA. And then she's called Imogen and said, I've got a job for you. Come and intern for us and you can go and do your law degree at Stanford. Oh, well, that's a great opportunity. So, it's like they kind of tried to come up with this ridiculous idea possible. <laughs> what do the wrestlers in LA need? An intern. <laughs> Probably unpaid too. That's a big issue in America at the moment. So Susan is also fighting for Sarah to get this second opinion for her stomach cancer. Very aggressively too. Yeah, like get more chemo. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's dying and they tell you, I mean, in real life, imagine somebody's dying, they've got a terrible prognosis, the treatment isn't working, they tell you there's nothing left. Do you say, you're just not trying hard enough? You just let them go quietly into the wind. Yeah, but it's not my style to be quiet about that sort of stuff. So yeah, I... but this is not, it's not like her mum or her sister. It's, it's a woman she barely knows. It's a scarlet woman. Yes. So, yeah, it is quite strange that Sarah's basically, like, written the will, dusted her hands, like, she probably picked out her coffin, and she's like, I'm good, guys. Yeah, plus Susan quits equ equating her terminal stomach cancer to her MS, which would be frustrating in real life, too. Mm -hmm. When I had MS, I just thought positive thoughts, and look at me now, Sarah. Try a little harder, mate. <laughs> Nip over to Germany. Bob's your uncle. What happened? I feel like something's happened to Sarah. I mean, apart from the terminal stomach cancer, but she seems to have lost her sass. Yeah. Because they keep accusing her of, you're here to stir up trouble. And she's like, no. She must be playing it really straight to convince us of that. Because I miss, I miss her sass. Sassy Sarah. She reminds me of Britney when Britney got better, but, you know, was kind of like in the room, but never really in the room. She was kind of mellow. What was yeah. that single she released after she got uh, herself on her yeah. feet again? Yeah, Dead Behind the Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, her ex in London must be a piece of work. Mm -hmm. He's just browbeating her. Absolutely. It's been, mm. a, yeah, it's been a tough time. <sighs> Yeah, I feel sorry for her. It's like Lewinsky. You know, you she you sleep with one guy, 30 years later, you still can't leave it, it down. It is Lewinsky. Do you know, um, um, this is so irrelevant. It's right. like a gay cabaret performer and he's in The Good Wife. Do you know that guy? Nathan Lane? No. No, he's Scottish. Oh, that guy. Alan Cumming. Cumming. He's best friends with Monica Lewinsky. Isn't that weird? Oh, I love that. Mm. I'm glad <laughs> she's got a good mate. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh now we're back over to this whole mystery with Lassiter's and, and there's this police investigation that's going on at uh, the Erinsborough Cop Shop, which is pretty flimsy. It's just Dull Cop having one suspect and that's Paul because they found the blueprints of Lassiter's in his briefcase and he used to run it. So that's no big mystery there. And I, 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 this is a big call, but I hate the cop. Do oh, we hate the cop? I hate the cop. The cop is putting on a cop voice. He's it's just saying cop voice, cop voice, cop voice, cop voice. Which, okay, I think that's probably the best part. I think he does a good pretend cop voice. Oh, yeah, he does. Because they do talk like that. They say individuals instead of people. They say vehicle instead of car. I think he's quite beloved on the internet because he's a very pretty person. And I think he seems quite lovely, but I just don't think... It doesn't have much guts, this interrogation. Cop voice is doing cop voice. And Paul has just been... Or he's just given the same line for three episodes. Yeah. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. I'm innocent. I mean, I didn't do it. And everyone's jack of it. We're all jack of it. And everyone really overreacted when he looked at the cop's notebook, which is against the rules. But yeah. if you are about to go to prison for life for a murder you didn't commit, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I'd thumb through a notebook. Yeah, I'd have a thumb. He's thumb, <laughs> thumb and a softie. Sorry. <laughs> 
So... My got a note here. Steph is a good actor. Oh, yes. <laughs> sure. That's what gets you invited back, though, isn't it? Chops. Well, is her son still in it? He's the one they killed off. Oh, oh yeah. that makes things tense at home, doesn't it? Yeah. When you get fired from mum's work. Actually, no, he... I used to do... My mum's a librarian and I used to do shelving. <laughs> like, um, just walk around and, like, Dewey Decimal, put the books back. And um, I got let go from that, so I can relate. Yeah. I think, though, Josh, uh, Josh's choice was to go to LA and try and crack pilot season. Oh. Um, but I've seen them on Instagram and they're just hanging around at Melbourne gyms, so I don't know. Oh, his yeah. real life, the girl that's his real life twin, that he's... The girl in real life who on the show was his twin, their boyfriend and girlfriend. Really? So that's in- sexy. On Instagram, they just do a lot of um, joint couples workouts. Oh, fun. Like hashtag twincest. Yeah. Now, they bring Paul into the police station for an interrogation, and that's put together by this montage of everyone in the cop shop, which is still badly lit. And and it's a long montage. So long. It's Too like long. A song. It's like a three and a half yeah. minute. Yeah. Too long. So you've got... Uh, it's, the music was way too loud as well. So, yeah, it was a very odd, very odd decision. I couldn't hear it. So oh, what I loved, though, was there was this other rando cop in the background with a notepad, like transcribing the whole thing. While oh, dull, I noticed dull him cop, too, stood by the door. Yeah, and dull cop asked all the questions, and the other guy seemed to be doing all the work, like re- anal- analysing the statements. Hmm. So I'm like, poor form, Mark. Constable. And, well, the thing is, Mark's a constable because he used oh, to be a, he? he used to be a detective, and then he had to go into witness protection, and then he came back as a mechanic. Oh, Cause, cause, and then they demoted him. But then he missed the job because he kept trying to solve crimes. So he got back in. So he's well, back Well, that's in. what they say, mate. You can't get away from it. His blood runs blue. <laughs> the best bit, my favourite bit of Tuesday was Tom alibis out. So mm. Paul's really excited. He's like, yeah, Tom did it, Tom did it, Tom did it. And then... No, because they he said someone can vouch for my whereabouts and they bring in this other bloke. And this was the day where there were four gay yeah, members. The fourth of, gay. The fourth gay. The quattro homo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you blink and you miss this scene. It was so quick. But he says that he was with Tom the whole night. Please don't tell my wife. So is he, have we ever met him before? I thought we hadn't, but I looked at the credits and he was listed as Aaron. I'm like, why would you call another gay guy Aaron? Like, you've already got the other gay Aaron. Give him a different name. Oh, that's so weird. So I, I went on Perfect Blend, which is what, like a fan website that has absolutely every pit, bit of Neighbours history. And he's been on the show before as a, a previous gay guy. Oh, so maybe they're bringing him back? Or do you think just, it couldn't just, that couldn't just be a throw, throwaway reference, sure. Like, come and do this one scene, are you available? Yeah. So he's married now. And like I sent you, Kate at Remude made this amazing infographic of the Gabers through the ages, neighbours history. And there's one of the people in this in these pictures is Alastair, who was Susan, Susan, who's a celebrant in her spare time. One of her former students was getting married and she's like, come and meet my husband, come my fiancé and you can um, marry us. That's him down the bottom, Alastair. Oh, Yeah. Then it became apparent when he tried to pash Nate that her fiancé was in the closet. And oh, so Susan was like, I actually can't, can't marry you. bring myself to marry you. Oh, not really her call, but that's cool. <laughs> I thought at first that this was Alistair who was doing the dirty on his wife. Can we talk about Gino? Yes, we can. Okay, so um, uh, Kate's made this infographic of all the Gabers' history, which she has audaciously included Gino from G- the year yeah, 2000. Gino Esposito, Lynn's hairdressing salon colleague. Actually gay? Yes. Did, did he come out? 
Um, he he did because years later, there's another picture. That's him and his his much younger lover. Oh, all right. Because did you just think he was just flamboyant? I just thought he was flamboyant, and we were casting aspersions. No, we cast correct aspersions. <laughs> we cast facts. Gino was is the favourite of that mob, I believe. Who's your favourite? Go through them. Who's my favourite yeah. one? I I can already tell you. Yep. It is. Aiden Foster. Oh, yes. Okay, so this will be on facebook.com slash Neighbours Podcast. So handsome. He, Yes, he's very handsome. He was a nurse. What ethnicity is he, do you think? Because I think that's my type. <laughs> I didn't have, I always said I don't have a type. I'm very open-minded. I don't know, but he's Bobby Morley, who's now on the 100 in the US. Oh, really? And his brother plays that John Doe guy. I think. I haven't Googled it. I'm just assuming because uh, they've got the same last name and they're both handsome. Hudson Walsh? He's Remy He. Um, he's a very successful Aussie actor now. Now, I say, he was on Neighbours before. Um, I, I dipped out when this was on air, but he went out with Christos and he killed Robbo. Oh, a guy called Robbo. Killed someone. Like, actually. A murderer. Ran him over. So he's in the slammer now. Oh, and what, is, what does he do in real life that makes him a successful actor? Oh, he's been on, like, those dramas on ABC. Oh. He does all those. Oh, yes, he is too. Yeah. Great. Good chat. We'll come back to the diagram because I have other questions about it. And speaking of having a type, there was a line during the week when Tom Quill took one look at Nate and Aaron and saw that Aaron has slept with two people of colour and said, well, you've got a type, don't you? (laughs) Oh, that was good, wasn't it? That was really good. Amazing. So they can be sassy if they allow themselves to play up the sass on the neighbours. Oh, so Tom's lover, this guy, Aaron, an additional Aaron, is like, don't tell my wife. Let's call Um, him Aaron down the shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron in the, in the, cl- no, Aaron, no, I'm not calling him that. <laughs> Why? It's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like a Beaconsfield, like, doesn't <laughs> Beaconsfield minors. Oh, at this point, Dullcop's taken off the case, which I think they should have done ages ago because he's questioning his own brother, Aaron. Plus, he seems to be, um, have a conflict of interest through his girlfriend. St- yes, Steph. <laughs> and the fact that he only has one suspect mm. and Paul's made a whiteboard and has like 12 suspects yeah. on it. <laughs> now, Wednesday, a lot going on on Wednesdays, Ep. Uh... Carl and Susan are back to haranguing Sarah to go to Germany. <laughs> this time um, they've, they've paid in a phone call and they reckon they can bump her up the list. Yeah, that was dodge. That was so dodgy. Like these poor... Good luck to yeah, two German women that have been dying in the meantime because <laughs> Sarah's flown in, gone to the top of the queue. These poor other cancer sufferers. Not only... Does she get bumped up the waiting list for treatment? It's next week. She somehow finds a travel agent in Erinsborough that can book her on a flight that leaves within hours. And just, she just does it all. Like she's, just does it. Quits her job. It's kind of, I find it kind of brutal how they brought her back as a vessel to leave her son as a character. Yeah. It was so quick, wasn't That's it? That's rough. She would have been so excited, the actress, to get the call from yeah. her agent. Going, they want you back, they want you back. Oh. Has she been doing a lot? Have you seen her in anything else ever? No, I've not seen it happen. But that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. No. Uh, Probably means it hasn't happened much. Though. Yes, send us a tweet. She's on. She's on the tweets a lot. She's she? really excited to be back. Oh, good. She's live tweeting a lot. Oh, lovely. So that's live great. tweets the show. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, now, she's like, "Peace out, guys. Gonna go." Angus is like, um, "Hey, where? Why are you leaving me here with these people?" However, he sees Xanthi Canning, Zancan, who we, we call her Zancan. She is quite attractive, and Angus is like, "Yep." Seal the deal. I'm staying if there's this hot girl here. Cool. See you later, mum. And like when Ben when Ben's coming around to terms of it, and he says we won't have to share a room, will we? And they're like, no, we'll find a room. 
Yeah, because I, they can do that because they've got that unseen labyrinth of rooms beyond the hallway. It is quite nebulous. I do like that. Anything can be turned into a cupboard can be turned into a yeah. room if need be. You fit in. So, um, Susan, can we talk about Susan's outfit in this scene? She oh. was wearing like a rainbow-inspired caftan. Oh, I didn't notice. And I wondered whether Catherine Kelly Lang had left that behind when she <laughs> guest starred, because you know Catherine Kelly has a Catherine Kelly Lang creative caftan. Did, did you watch the episode with Catherine no, Kelly Lang? No, but uh, was she in a caftan? Not only was she in a caftan, but she bestowed caftans upon the public. <gasps> I can't believe they let her do that. She's relentless with those caftans. Let? Do you know? Yeah. Sorry. That was probably her only stipulation. This is a little off topic, but I spent a little time with Catherine Kelly Lang when she was in Australia. And, um, oh, because I had of always your job. thought Because of my job. And I'd always thought that... Um, It'd be better if it was just my social life. I shouldn't have looked because of my social life. <laughs> you went to the nightclub So with she's her. out here every year. And I had assumed because um, Days of Our Lives... Bold and Beautiful. Bold and Beautiful is on television. You're here. really good at your job. <laughs> I thought they had like brought her out. They brought her out promotionally. Yeah. But they don't. She comes out on holidays to oh. sell those bloody caftans. Oh. That's how much money they make. So she was telling me that... Um, they used to, because they, they knew she was flogging them on Neighbours. And I said, oh, do they let you wear them on um, Days of Our Lives? Bold and Beautiful. Do they let you wear them on Bold and Beautiful? And she goes, oh, well, they used to. Uh, but it got to the point where everybody was promoting their own things on the show, so they couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> and I was like, what else are they trying to promote? And she was like, oh, somebody wanted to, um, somebody wanted to bring on their biography. <laughs> no. How? Oh, just imagine Susan Kennedy sitting, <laughs> Susan Kennedy sitting at the coffee shop reading Jackie Woodburn's um, uh, memoir. memoir. <laughs> it's very meta. Yeah. Anyway, it must the cap. There must be a lot of money in the caftan. So I'm glad that she shelled it to Susan. Hopefully, she got it for free. I think that was her only stipulation because she came on. She had a line about her charity. She had multiple lines about the caftans, and then they mentioned Brook and Ridge, and that was that. And then yeah. she left. Yeah. She gave Xanthi some sage advice. Yeah. She went on Studio Ten and reenacted like a fake scene, and everyone got caftans Brilliant. too. She handed one to Sheila and one to Xanthi, and one for Xanthi's estranged mother, who um, Kate's theory, her working theory, is that her mother is Chappelle Corby. <gasps> Because um, her her mother's in Bali, and just left Xanthi, and left her with the Cannings, and she was a bonus love child kid that they hadn't heard about. But what ended up happening was that Xanthi's mother is a grifter, and um, was exposed by like a current affair for like pulling scams, and oh, so she's cool she's run line. off in hiding to Bali. Yeah, I love it, and her name's Brooke, so that's why um, Zankan's mum loved Bold and the Beautiful and loved Brooke. Ah, so that's quite it was cool. quite cute. So anyway, there were probably or the bric-a-brac shops probably full of those caftans. Absolutely, <laughs> Susan's swept one up. Now, what happens here is that controversial. I thought Carl drives Sarah to the airport, and Susan allows this. What about, so keep in mind that she's dying of cancer. What about when Carl says to her, now listen, I'm just going to drop you off at the front of the terminal because parking is a riot and yeah. it's way too expensive. Is that okay? Well, they've got the drop and go zone. So calm down, Carl. Yeah, true. That is new though, the drop and go. Okay. So now Zancan and Colette Nan have just come back from a day trip or an overnight trip to Frankston because <laughs> they've come in with their overnight bags and Xanthi looks like She's been taken to the pits of hell. What is in Frankfurt? Why are they going? That's where the cannings originate. Oh, right, right. Uh, so she went to visit all the other rellos. Meanwhile, she's obsessed with Instagram, Instagramming herself. She's this fashionista, and since she arrived in Ramsey Street, she's been eaten a bit and judging everyone around her for their fashion sense. So my problem with this whole storyline where by the end of the week she feels cyberbullied is that in real life, Xanthi would be the cyberbully. Mm-hmm. She'd be the one mm-hmm. who would judge all the other girls that don't have all the designer labels and don't know how to do their hair and makeup. 
So I'm very miffed that they've suddenly made her the victim. This was very confusing. They sounded like they were very heavy-handedly trying to crowbar in some relevancy here. Issue of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because um, I've got a note here, is she a celebrity? Because the way she was playing it, I was like, is she famous? Because they kept getting trolled. And I'm like, why is she getting trolled? The weird thing is they've taken... so. Scott and Charlene's daughter has been written to the show recently and the girl that plays her is an Instagram celebrity, famous just for her Instagram photos. And I think they've borrowed from that real-life story and given it all to Xanthi. Right. So Zancan has, yeah, she's put up these model shots of herself and is getting hate from the kids at school. Like, what was them? Hashtag Jean Jam. Which... Oh, I know. And what about the scene when Nam was trying to, to decode it? I mean, it was like Nam was brain dead. Some of the <laughs> sort of suggestions. One of the posts from the other week was like, hashtag who let the dogs out? And we were laughing online that these kids now suddenly have 90s references. <laughs> <laughs> like that someone's referencing the Macarena or something. <laughs> uh, Mumbo number five. Um, but Sheila asks Steph and Sonia of advice on what they would do if their kid was being bullied online. And Steph says, kill them. <laughs> that was her suggestion, wasn't it? That's yeah. when I knew that Steph had got a bit dark when yeah. she said that. I thought, oh, things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> That's her go-to. She spent time in prison, yeah. mate. Like, you've got to look after yeah. your own. What you do is you cut a bitch. <laughs> um, Shiv them. And I, I kind of took a... I took this a little bit personally when Sheila mentioned anonymous bullies online, and I thought maybe the, the neighbours writers were casting shade on... Um, you. Uh, the pe- those that comment on Twitter about the weaknesses yes, of yes, the yes, show. Yes, yes, I reckon, yeah, maybe you're right. However... Maybe they'll write in a troll called Zaya. <laughs> Imagine if they wrote in a disgusting troll called Zaya and then they go and confront and it's this like hideous, hideous mean lady that lives in her basement. <laughs> Comes out, she's partially bald. <laughs> I'm Zaya Cashos. <laughs> I welcome it. I bring it on, oh, guys. Be fantastic. Bring it on. Yeah. Because I love Alison. Alison firstly is a 40-year-old woman's name, so I don't know how this teenage girl got the name Alison. She'd be Allie, if anything. And I, li- I like her. I Which one's she? The bully. The g- well, she comes in later in the episode. The girl that was bullying her. Oh, the three corporate girls in their 30s <laughs> that come in. <laughs> I've got a note here. Who are these corporate girls in their 30s? It looks like they're going to honkers on business. Like they just dropped in on the way. What are they wearing? <laughs> they did look like... It looked like Sarah had offloaded her suitcase yes. at the bric-a-brac shop yeah. to get on the plane. Yeah. And the girls had gone, oh, bargain basement yeah. prices. Yeah. Let's slip into this pencil skirt and do some trolling. <laughs> And so, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but what ends up happening? Oh, so the anonymous bullies thing. Sheila, they're not anonymous. You've just read the name Alison on Instagram. These are clearly identifiable bullies. And she knows them in real life. As I am on Twitter, as Remude is, like half of us have been yeah. nay blocked. But Although at Remude, that's not very, that's hard. she's hiding behind something. If there, you click me. on her name, it says Cash. Okay, okay, okay. What does nay blocked mean? A bunch of our mates on Twitter have all been blocked by the official neighbours account. Why? Being a bit sassy. But the fans. Yeah, Kate watches it every day. She watched it every day she was in hospital with her recently birthed child and they still blocked her. They blocked her? Yeah. That's right. Have you been blocked? No, I haven't been blocked. Oh, that's good. In fact, at Neighbours Pod is followed by the official Neighbours. Oh, really? Well, that's smug. (laughs) Kate's been blocked and you're being followed. (laughs) But no, she likes it because she gets intel from me. Like, I retweet to her when something pertinent has been mentioned. But no, we're not happy about it. 
We're, no. we're not happy. No. In fact, we found a forum online. Should it be blocking? No, that's the wrong attitude. No, unless we're be- unless we're doing like tweeting hate crimes or something. Yeah, you're doing lovable ones. But we, I found this online fan forum that was all up in arms that we'd been nay blocked. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're all blocked. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting up in arms about it. Yeah, no, they can't afford. I feel like the neighbours can't get that much tweet. You should check the project's Twitter. You know, lots of real dark stuff coming across there. I bet they don't get that. And they're on Channel Eleven. They can't afford to be losing people. No. There's no Logies nominations for neighbours this year. Isn't there any? None. Well, they can't give them a nomination because they might do that. They might do another performance. What performance? Remember they did that performance and they were just in white and wrapped? No. It was about 10 years ago. But, the um, Neighbours cast. I met some of the, saw some of the actors not long ago and they told, they like they were reliving it. Like I had, the, the, the pressure hasn't gone away. Wow. Yeah, it was like, a, it must have been the 30th anniversary or something. Do you remember? I'm Googling. Harold I'll was Google. up there in white. I blo- Harold I pro- did a rap. I probably blocked it okay, out. Okay. My psyche. Okay, so... Yeah, it's very different. I think they're mistaking actual trolls to bitches at school yeah. having a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to cram too many issues they're in. They're trying it. to make it a cyber issue. When they're it's getting it all confused. Also, they're acting like it's been going on for months. It's been going on for half an hour as soon as she posted those photos. Um, and, I mean, it's not polite to say, but it was a pretty horrible outfit. <laughs> it was terrible. It looked very comfy. It did. It did. A great house coat. Yeah, it looked like something that Toadie would have worn back in the day. She Before was, he dropped the weight. She was wearing a denim, like tent. an oversized denim yeah. tent. It's like she couldn't find a shirt that fit her, so she nipped down to haberdashery and picked up a curtain, slung it around her shoulders <laughs> and went to work. That's what it looked like. But what would happen in real life, because her hair and makeup looked fabulous, on point, in real life, it would be like on Mean Girls. She'd wear that to school and everyone would go, that's hot, I'm getting one. Where mm-hmm. do you get those? Just yeah. jeans? Like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this is close to home for me, actually, because um, it was before cyberbullying, and s- thank God cyberbullying wasn't a thing when I was around, because I definitely would have been. Cyber back then, bullying. we just got real bullying. Yeah, I would have been both if, if computers were a thing. Yeah. Um, but there was a time, not getting to your topic, in about year eight, when I, um, you know, my eccentric side was coming out, and I didn't have any clothes to wear to a party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my mum was like, "Well, I could, no, why don't you go a bit different? Why don't you wear this?" And pulled out my dad's coloured denim jacket from the 80s, Yuck. which would be pretty cool today, but wasn't in 2002. Yeah, that, people were on eBay for that shit. I wore it, and I was mocked for wearing it so much, and I had to stay at the party because there were no mobile phones, and I had to just sit inside in the kitchen and make small talk with the mum in my oh. coloured denim until oh. mum came to pick me up hours later. Oh it was really God. sad. So I actually did relate. Right, it makes relate. me really sad that you weren't cool in high school because you're way cool now. Oh, no, no, it wasn't cool. It was not cool. I Okay, my if we're relating, my fashion faux pas, casual clothes day year eight, was a uniform. You wore a uniform. No, I didn't wear my uniform. Wore may as should have. Over, I wore leggings as pants, which back then was not done. No, and I'm not sure if you noticed, but people don't love it these days either. In fact, I'm wearing that now. <laughs> I'm wearing a tunic top and leggings as pants, and I had this woolen jumper that my mum had knitted me, and it was canary yellow. It had a big cowl neck and it, oh, it was oversized. And oh, that's cute. But these days, but no, not on a tubby. Um, prepubescent uh, yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. Um, At least she didn't wear Eeyore stuff. Lots of my friends wore a lot of Eeyore back then. Like a big hoodie with an Eeyore on it. I did have a cardigan with Mickey and Minnie knitted into the back of it. There you go. Not a knitted gear. I don't know. But... Yeah, because that's not official Disney merch, doesn't sound like. It sounds um, like, doesn't sound like Mama Pashos has nipped over to California and picked that up. <laughs> so, that's, the thing is, Zancan, like, you're coming at it from a, an attractive girl getting picked on for wearing something weird. We were unattractive people yeah. that got picked on for yeah. wearing weird things. Zan Can, is that what we call her? She Zan reminds Can. me of Melissa George. Oh, yeah. Mm. Sure. See, well... She... Oh, which is pertinent because there's a big slap coming up. Like oh, Melissa George and slap. slap. So we finished that with them. 
Sheila's just, I, I mean, it was very cute. She's very worried about her granddaughter and she interferes and like dobs on the girl's mum and says, Alison's a little slapper, sort her out. So the business women come in and she's, confront Nan. Yeah, and she, she's like, "Stop bullying!" And they're like, "No." Whereas when I was, if I was a kid and someone, if a parent told me off, absolutely, I'd start crying. Yeah. Go, sorry, yeah. sorry. But then Nan just slaps her in the face, <laughs> just thwacks her, whack, and which was great. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, spice things up, which takes us into Thursday, and it's the aftermath of the slap. Um, great book, great series, great get, series. Get around it. Yeah, American one was pretty out, I think. And Melissa George, fact, played the same role in both series. She did, and she was great in that. Yeah. Oh, she appears to be quite horrible in real life, but it was great in that. Yeah. So Xanthi is furious because not only has Colette Nan interfered, but she's now assaulting her classmates. Um, and not only is that happening, but the police have been involved and Toady has been informed. Yeah. And he's, come, he's dropped his day of work. And he's dropped his business and come round. Even though she didn't want him there. <laughs> oh, I don't think we need to resort to lawyers at 10 paces, do we? She said. <laughs> but they did, because he was there. He had nothing else to do. It's not like he's got a client list a mile long post the explosion and the combo claims he's putting through for the Lassiter's maids. But uh, he wants mediation between the two parties. And this is where Sheila's like, you've got to be like catnip from Hunger Games. <laughs> what would cat piss do? So she'd send an explosive arrow through the centre of their eyes, Nan. Which is, <laughs> yes, that is what she would do. But Xanthan wants to just go under the radar. But then by that stage, she's now getting an email from the designer. Okay, this is a fantastic part of the story. So they set you up to feel sorry for her. Yes. Because she's been bullied. So what she's been doing, she's been posting photos of herself in this design, saffron dress. And she's been tagging all yeah. the Like here I am wearing vendors. saffron. Yeah, yes. have a look. Here I am in my saffron dress. Side note, saffron was the person who used to hire Margot Robbie as an intern back because Don oh. Donna was a designer when yeah, she was on the she show. she invented the Struggolero, sure, I remember. Sure did. And Sam saffron tried to take credit. Did she? For the struggle era? Yep. Oh. So we're, I'm not a Saffron fan, and I'm not a Saffron fan today. No, but this is very funny. So they're setting up to feel like Xanthi is a Xanthi? Yes, yeah, hard done Is by. a victim. Yeah. And then she gets a letter from the designer, a cease and desist letter, that <laughs> says, Toadie explains to her, um, means that you're not allowed to post pictures or associate yourself with the brand in any way, which is actually really mean. Imagine if you posted a top and said a yeah. glass from Sports Girl, and they got the lawyers involved. I don't think they have a legal claim, to be honest. Um, you can say you bought something from sports. Care. Yeah, I would need therapy. And it's encouraged. All publicity is good publicity. Absolutely. But I did really love that extra element that, oh, it's not just that you're being bullied by mean girls. Also, the corporate empire doesn't want you either. You actually do look crap. Just imagine how many Bogans hashtag the company names yes. of everything they yeah. wear. Yeah. Not all of that's going to shed a positive light. No. Especially a Frankston girl. No, the Frankston. don't want it. And part of me thought, has she been catfished? Is one of the mean girls pretending to be the designer to just mess with her? No, not with Saffron's history, I don't think. <laughs> so that was another layer. Now we have to get to my favourite thing ever. Is Ned Willis mm -hmm. and his flirtations with Lauren. Excellent. Excellent. I love this scene. They're at the pool. <gasps> I don't know who he is, but he's covered in very obvious temporary tattoos. <laughs> so he is... Now, when you were last here, Hunter, um, the Willises were happily married. Well, they actually, it was a strained marriage, but it was Tarage and Drab, and they have Josh and Imogen, the twins, who have now, one's dead, one's left for LA, and Piper, who at the time was living in Canada for a very long time, on exchange. She's the young girl with the long hair and the vlog. And what happened before that family came to be was that Brad, 
uh, was seeing Natalie Imbruglia, Beth Brennan, back in the day, and they had Ned. And he fell in love with Tarage and left Beth and Ned to start his family with Tarage at Lasseter's Darwin or wherever she was working at the time. Um, And then stopped contact with Ned over the years. And so I love this story for many reasons. I'm a child of divorce. I can relate to to Ned. And not only that, but he's kind of lamenting the fact that there's no pictures of him in the house. And th- there is a similar situation in my life where there's Hang no... On. Last yeah. time I see it wasn't this exact same storyline with Olympia Valance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was no photos of her and that was sad. Yeah, but they didn't know she existed. Oh, so it's a bit different. A bit more excusable. They thought she died. More importantly, but Kathy had Ned sold is her. the best looking man on this show. He's so hot. He's very attractive. And, and not a terrible actor. Well done. So I'm already getting a bit of Mrs. Ro- Mrs. Robinson vibe here. Is that what I we're going for? all about the Mrs. Robinson. Um, I... And I wonder how she's by the pool beavering away on her sketch pad with a sort of strange, in- a Virginia Woolf-like intensity. And oh, hello. Just been sketching by the pool. And she sends Paige off to do the shift at the cafe. Like, she's yeah, got nowhere yeah, to be. Yeah. Well, just think... gently sketching a juicy peach while looking at Ned in the pool. I think I've decided that Kate Kendall can have chemistry with anything. Yeah. Because for ages I thought Drab and Loz had great chemistry together, but I think it's just Kate Kendall. Yeah, well, she's a real actor, isn't she? Wasn't she yeah. in that, um... No. I, oh, you know who I was confused her with? The actress Nikki Went. Vent. Do you know her? No. Oh. I think she was very theatery. I think I might have seen her in um, Melbourne Theatre Company's Speaking in Tongues, which was turned into the film Lantana. Okay, she did Rush, the City Homicide. She's done stacks. Oh, I'm confusing her with Nikki Vent. I remember Nikki Vent. Went... She related to Yarn Event. She looks a bit like her. In in Melbourne, our UK people might be like, people could share names. It's not a big deal. But in Australia, it's a very small industry. If someone's got the same surname, like those Morley brothers, they're related. So, Lauren is sketching. Um, Furiously sketching. And she's in, I love this mod cloth bathing suit she's wearing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Classic. You know, she said, if you put me by the pool, I'm choosing the suit. Yeah. That's what's happened. She's got that carefully draped sarong. And... God, I love Ned. And Kate's pointed out many times that I should be ashamed of myself because he looks very much like Drab. They've done very good plausible family casting. Oh, one of your so favourites. I, I am self-loathing quite heavily. But she's encouraging to spend time with his siblings. And again, so I relate to this, okay? as I've, I'm the oldest of four siblings and three of them, they're all half-siblings. And some of them don't know each other. And one of the households in my life does not have pictures of me in it. There's pictures of my siblings on the fridge, but not me. And that bothers me quite frequently. I've never brought it up, but... Uh... Oh, what better time than now, babe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, don't worry, a similar thing happens to me, but just at my mum's house. So, <laughs> on the fridge. I had to take my own photo and put it up. Great. In fact, I'll do that. I'll walk in with a frame. Yeah, just subtly my... drop it and see how long it is until somebody mentions it. And Drab tries to make good with this by bringing out this chew box of memories. Like, look, I kept stuff from you. <laughs> like, yeah, hidden under, <laughs> under the bed because you're the shameful love, <laughs> shameful previous child. And I think Lauren is quite sweet here. She's like, you should spend time with your sisters, connect with them. And so but he helps, decides to help Piper sort through dead Josh's stuff. Firstly, like, why have they lumped Piper with that responsibility? Yeah. They should have made his twin sister do that before she jetted off yeah. to LA. Also, start with the heavy stuff. Don't go out for a coffee. Go straight yeah. into reminiscing about death. Yeah, yeah. They So they're sitting there going through his singlets and... Piper's very sad and... Smelling his sports bag? Yeah, and he hasn't been a swimmer for two years. Also, bags don't smell nice. Yeah, even if it, the chlorine overpowered it, 
that's a bag that he hasn't used for two yeah. years that's just been festering yeah. in the back of it's his wardrobe. It's a sweaty bag. That's disgusting. And the t- it's the tattoo is the drama here. Yeah. So he says that when he was in a gang and his his good gang friend was, lost his partner and he got over that by tattooing her his, her name on him. And he's a tattoo artist. So she says, will you tattoo me with memory of my brother? And he says, not without dad's permission. So she falsifies permission from who? Drab. From Drab. And what I love here as well is that I do enjoy a new occupation to the street because often we'll get a new character comes in, they're a nurse, they can work at Erinsborough Hospital. Amy is a carpenter so she can run the handyman yard. You know, Paige can waitress. She works at the cafe, but we don't have a tattoo artist. Oh, it's a new one. It's nice. It's not a new one. And this is close to home for me because you know, Vaya Pashos, that I have a tattoo that I regret quite heavily. And That's it, it's, right. it doesn't even signify a dead person. So I was just like, flat out, do not get the tattoo. No. You're going to regret it. And she got the tattoo, but it was quite small. And tasteful. Quite small. But you know, I met somebody recently who got a tattoo about their um, dead mum. So very similar, oh. and they regretted it. Oh, and no. regretting a memorial tattoo is a second level of regret. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I can regret my tattoo, but I can also remove it and feel better. She said that she regrets a tattoo and will also feel guilty removing it. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it's really rough. So you know, warning to you, uh, whatever your name is. What's her name? Piper. She's quite cool. She's good. I like she her. She looks cool. Her real name is Mavorni Hazel. Mavorni. Yeah. It's not my family. <laughs> it's not. Not really. <laughs> Mavorni. Um, Mavorni. It's like something that would be wrong with your toe. Now, let me show you a close-up of the design book and scroll along that we've captured. I'll put it on our neighbour's Facebook page. It's one of the designs on his design book is tattoo design. <laughs> oh, why would that? Oh, to just show you the font, I suppose. Yeah, he's just given the font well, to I'll go. Well, I'll tell you what, when I went to get my tattoo, I didn't have an idea in mind, so I just had to flip through the book, and all they had was... Uh, Looney Tunes characters, but not so similar that it was breaking any copyright laws, you know? Just like a lot of roosters. Like my mini mouse card again. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like that. A lot of foghorn leghorn, which I don't get. I get Tweety Bird, but why would you get foghorn? God, no. I just had to grab my phone back because Hunter started to scroll. Like, why would you scroll? That's Why would you scroll through oh, my photos? Have you nudes on there? No. I'd be really what? surprised if you had nudes on there. I'd be proud. Sometimes I take selfies with the cat in bed and um, it's not very flattering. Oh, that's fair enough. Anyway, you've just somebody scrolled... um, somebody in a professional environment the other day um, scrolled on my phone, yeah. and I dove across the room and snatched it off. Yeah, see, see, it's a normal reaction. So I think I'm the type of person that if I were to get, ever get a tattoo, it would be the words tattoo design. Yeah, yeah, just, just to be safe. Just a bit generic. It is uh, amateur of Ned to just assume she's gotten parental permission. By the way, poor form. But he's got this. He's harboring this vendetta against his deadbeat dad, which is valid. And I do commend some of our um, neighbours, listeners on Twitter, who when Kip Gamblin hosted a Q&A on Twitter recently from the Neighbours account, they started asking him how he felt about Drab being such a deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I think Brad's a good father. <laughs> no, you don't. No, hun. Uh, so everybody flips out and then we realise that, meanwhile... Piper's pink hair's gone. She usually has a shock of pink hair. Oh, I liked her hair. She reminded me of the girls from Heim. Oh, yeah. With a band. Yeah. yeah. Um, and props to that actress, too, because they gave her that fake tattoo, and for the next two episodes, every time she was seen, she was holding her top up. Yeah. So everyone could see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he said I have to stand like this for three days. I do wonder now, because I'm going to be on Tattoo Watch for the next two years. Yeah. Anytime she lifts yeah. her top up. Speaking of which, is Paul still walking with a limp? Yeah, he, he, he um, bang, bangs it on, yeah. That segues into Jacker. The bikey who talks to Ned, he ran off with Paul's leg. (laughs) (laughs) 
What? He um, rolled up to the dive motel to hang out with Steph to just have some beers. And the, I forgot why, but they trashed it and, like, tr- turned it into a bong or something. He's like, but... Oh, fun. We find Paul... Hang on, so it's still his fake leg? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying from years ago he stole the real leg. No, that's oh. gruesome. Why has it got so quiet all of a sudden? It's probably the traffic lights, the traffic stop. I don't know. That's what it is. Yeah, sorry. It's with no cars. There's been cars all day. So yeah, it's you just... can cut this down, obviously. I, well, I can't afford a proper studio, so we're in my living room and sometimes you hear cars. Uh, now, okay, I'm drawing this out because I loved it so much. Uh, Ned flips out because all the parents rag on him because he let he tattooed their daughter. And so he ends up... Oh, so he has this exchange with Jacka, who's a bikey. So now suddenly we're piecing together. He was in a gang. He knows a bikey. So that alarm bells are going off. He knows tattoos. Ring-a-ding-ding. Yep. Even though everyone's got a tattoo now. Like, I'm in the minority because I don't have one. Are you, can, are you um, tempted? No. Oh, good. Because I can't decide on what I'm ordering from a restaurant. And that's a one-hour decision. Let alone something that I have to have every day. And as somebody in this episode reminded us, as Kim Kardashian says, you don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Correct. And, yep. Or a Hyundai gets, yeah. which is where I am in my life. Um, I often forget where your house is on the main road, but um, your bright yellow Hyundai gets served as a beacon yeah. today. And I was like, there it is. Yeah. Drunk, drunk people hail it. Yeah. It makes me very proud. <laughs> Similar to people might um, look back on the decision to get a tattoo, you do your bright yellow Hyundai gets. Yeah. At uh, 1am on a Saturday night. Now... Now we finish with Ned leaning at the grave of Josh, uh, talk, screaming, talking to it. Firstly, which is weird, a lot of people online have pointed out that graves take like six months to be made. You don't just, and that's popped up the next day. Mm. Uh, also, Ned's name's not on it. It's like Josh, sibling, not brother, sibling of Imogen, Paige, and Piper. And Paige, they only found out about two years ago. It doesn't have his name on it. Ned's name's not on that's it. So weird. Oh, Ned's. Sorry, I was eating the dead guys. Name. Oh no, his <laughs> name's on it. I once had a headstone that I was the guardian of for four years or so, and then it got stolen. Um, I went to a party once, and I went into the toot, and um, there was a headstone in there. Oh. And they kept it in the house. And what? I was like, whose headstone is this? And they're like, oh, I don't know. It came with the house when we moved in here. So I was all righteous. And I said, well, this won't do. I'm going to take it and return it to its owner, which turned out to be a lot harder than I thought it was. So I had the headstone in my boot, really heavy, in my boot for years. That's going to eat up your petrol. One day, my mother-in-law at the time came around, and she was like, get this out of the boot. It's getting dangerous to have it in there. It would kill somebody if you stayed on the brakes, you know. So I said, no, oh, it's good. So I put it outside, and I pick it up when I get home, and then someone stole oh, it. Oh, no. So I never returned it. I was going to say, this is like an episode of that podcast mystery show. It is. That would be a great way to find out. She's got a horrible accent. They're very hard to listen I to. I love her accent. She's See, a speech impediment, hasn't she? Oh. So this is just like you like... You like Angus's accent. I don't. Yeah, that's we true. We differ on that's some true. things. So, all right. We finish off Thursday with Paige flyering. She's made up some flyers to hang around on notice polls, whereas in real life, a person would make a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. On one hand, they're cyberbullying. On the other hand, they're doing post-it notes. Yeah. So... Uh, this is the, sorry, you've buried the lead here. Is this the topless basketball game? Yeah. Oh, it's like, finally, here's why they invited me back on the show. That was spectacular. <laughs> Wasn't it? In fact... Tops off. I love the idea of men just taking their tops off. And there's a lot of it mm. in the Brennan house with Tyler, Mark and Aaron. Mm. Um, yeah, often they'll have just come out of the shower, one of them. And what, um, what were the flyers about? So, John Doe is a bloke who pushed Paige aside when Lasseter's exploded and she was indebted to him and she, she sat by his bedside while you were sleeping style while he was in a coma. 
I think maybe I think there's too many mysteries going on. Yeah. I didn't, when this came in, I thought not another mystery. Because no. next week they're selling it as the week of secrets. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. But because uh, one of the other mysteries is that there's this red folder that Toadie's got, and I forgot to talk about him. But Stony came to town. Stonefish Rebecca. Yeah, who he, acted like a psychopath, by the way. Yeah. Really Because he, he had to go to um, Newcastle to sort out some business with Toadie's red folder that we don't know about yet. Uh, in the de- naked basketball scene, we saw it got a good shot of grease monkeys in the background. Yes. And that was pumping. It is. Um, it gets great business from the mechanics and the handyman yard. Excellent. And especially because... Um, like burgers have really come back. Over it's the last really few years. they would do a good gourmet burger yeah, at Grease they would, Monkeys. They would. In fact, Jack of the Bikey often grabs a burger from Grease Monkeys. In our top secret days, um, extra days as neighbours, did you ever go into Grease Monkeys? Literally walk into it? No, oh, I. You really missed out. I think I walked past it on the way to Lasseter's. It's about a foot and a half deep, so when you open the door, you just need to. It's like <laughs> if you're in a broom closet, you just shovel along with lots of dust. The Lasseter's foyer is very similar, and you've buried the lead on the fact that we met as extras. <laughs> <laughs> Because we gravitated to each other as the only normal people in, yeah. the, in the vicinity. Maya and I officially met. Where did we meet? At the bar, Charlie's Bar. We met at Charlie's Bar yeah, in we, real life. And I was trying to read a book and ignore everyone because mm. extras, as a general rule, are weird. Very strange. And Hunter just came and talked to me. And I was mm. like, oh, no, someone's talking to me. Mm. But you th- cottoned on to the fact that I was normal because I had a book. Yes. And then when you didn't want to talk to me, I thought she doesn't want to talk to me because she thinks I'm a freak. That means she's even more normal. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. <laughs> I can almost remember the book. It was like a compendium of some sort. It wasn't a novel. It was a, like a hundred grades. It was something. A, a Doctor Who writer's guide. It was like the writer of Doctor Who had written a how-to. And I don't even really watch Doctor Who, no. but, I, but I like knowing about the biz. Yeah, right, right, right. So it was, it was a compendium. I'm surprised I approached a Doctor Who book holder, to be honest. With it it was a gamble. It's worked out great. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it was like seven years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. Uh, I'll try and find a photo of you because I screenshotted a lot of... Oh, extras photos, yeah, yeah. Well, my defining scene was um, at the at um, Carmela's deathbed wedding. Yes, I did end up. Yeah. I did end up finding. Yes, that, that was my ultimate uh, moment. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, speaking of which, there was an extra in uh, the coffee shop that was in like three episodes, and she was the dopiest bozo. Poor thing. Oh, really? Yeah, she was wearing cool lots. Oh, see, why weren't the cyber bullies getting? Yeah, on? yeah absolutely. Absolutely, they would have torn her a new one. They probably bashed her out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> those cool lots wouldn't have come back to see the light of day. Now, so Paige likes this John Doe guy, and because he accidentally used a drill correctly, they've decided that in his previous life he was a builder or a handyman or something. So they've put him to work at Amy's. Oh, so he doesn't know what he's doing. DIY, do. yeah, he doesn't know. Oh, that's cool. Something but whenever like Amy asks him to hammer something, he just can. It's innate. So moving into Friday. There's been a break in the John Doe flyering situation. This gentleman has come forward with a memory of watching the footy game with this rando and men- they mentioned Geelong. Okay, now stop. This Geelong storyline, or this Geelong phrase, completely threw me out. Is it sponsored content? <laughs> Was it sponsored content? It stunk of sponsored content. The city of Geelong. Yeah, flamboyant Geelong mayor and former paparazzo Darren Lyons is definitely paying for that, I think. Can you... For our UK friends, our international friends, can you explain Geelong to them? In Geelong context? is an uh, it's an outlying city of Melbourne. It's about an hour away, and I would, it's Victoria's second city. Mm, but um, it's the Bristol to Melbourne, great, London. Great, great, and it, because people don't enjoy a day in Geelong. No, you it, drive through Geelong to get to the next destination. Yeah, or in fact, you don't have to because they built a bypass, which is what this character was weirdly angry about. 
But Darren Lyons is the mayor of Geelong. Do you know him, Bayer? Yes. The eccentric mayor. The, and he's the, actually a bit famous in the, the UK. Paparazzi guy. Yeah, yeah. Because when I lived in the UK many years ago, he was on Celebrity Big Brother. And he had um, he has artificial abs, oh. but also fat. So he would like, hang around by the pool with like a fat gut. And then at the front of the fat gut were plastic abs that were jot out. Honestly, do yourself a favour and Google it. Can you, that he surgically had implanted. Yeah, yeah. So if you're like a thin person, it would look believable. Yeah. And maybe he was thin at the time. But in the meantime, he'd become overweight, but the abs were still at the front oh, of the gut. No. It really is worth a Google. You can't just paste that on. No, anyway, he's the mayor of Geelong. So he... You're up to date. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know that because he's always in controversy. He's always in the headlines. Yeah, I was talking to the listeners. Oh, got it, cool. right. So he has, I guess, sponsored this phrase about how cool Geelong yeah. is. So they're like, oh, no, I remember him. He was very angry about people bypassing Geelong to get to the surfing towns and not knowing what a great city it was. No, I think we know, and that's why we bypass. Yeah. Uh, so weird. And, and Geelong's getting featured next week. It's going to get a whole episode. Oh, they're going to go down there. Because Paige and John are road tripping. Oh, ching ching. That's definitely... Yeah. Um, Why do they make that place so far away? Why do they go overnight to Frankston, road tripping to Geelong? Yeah, Frankston, there's a tollway now that gets you there in half an hour. Uh, And they never go to Bendigo or Ballarat, wherever Libby or Lynn are. Anyway. Oh, they could do a Sovereign Hill episode. That'd be great. Everybody in oldie wildie garb. Cosplay. for gold. Cosplay. (laughs) Uh, Piper. There's a fallout with the tattoo now. Ned's getting out all his frustrations with the punching bag. And Lauren's checking him out. As he does so. Mm-hmm. And they bond over hashtag divorced kid life because she understands uh, about the conflict that comes up and how he has made things uncomfortable with Tarage. But then she, Lauren encourages him to go talk to Tarage and who sympathizes with Ned. And it's all lovely. And then apparently it's, it's pointed out that Tarage has a tattoo. She's like, well, I've got one, but whatever. I don't yes. want you to have one. That's right. And no mention of what it is. Desperate to know what, what do you it, think is. it is. Desperate to know what it is. It's got to be a flower or something. Um, something tramp stamp i reckon really yeah because she probably would have got it what like 15 years ago peak tramp stamp era i reckon butterfly right on, the, yeah on the butterfly yeah yeah butterfly the welcome <laughs> so let us know at neighbors pod what's terrage's tat desperate uh okay meanwhile oh no oh i just can't get enough of this so then ned is cleaning the pool like the ultimate literally pool boy the ultimate pool porn stereotype and, and she is feeling it. Well, I can't remember what they're talking about, but she does some great neck acting oh. when he sort of strokes <gasps> the low of her neck. And she flinches. Um, oh, my God. She flinches as though he's touching her in her deepest crevices. I'm just reliving it right now. It's so exciting. He, When he says, why don't you get a tattoo as a joke? And she's like, ha ha. And he goes, what about a laurel wreath right there? And touches her neck. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's what Lauren means, doesn't it? And oh, my God. It was great. I mean, obviously, she looked absurd with that tattoo. But... <laughs> I would love it. Firstly, shout out to whoever in the plotting room had the genius idea of having her having the horn for her boyfriend's son. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the idea for that touching scene, the touch touch with the t- tattoo. Amazing. Like, hats off. Yeah, give yourself a promotion. And um, a small amount of relief for me, because as a casual viewer, I knew that he was a long lost child. And I thought... It was her oh, long-lost son. Because that's a real-life thing, isn't it? It's not going to go into passions territory. Oh, does that happen there? That's a real-life thing. When people are long-lost, they fall in yeah. love. Oh, it's a syndrome. Oh, Yeah. No. So it's gross, but to them it feels so right, Vale. <laughs> no, it's it not Erin's for SVU, which is happens a lot on SVU. Does it? Well, it happened in one episode of SVU. Oh, right. um, 
And while I've given them kudos, I'm going to take it away immediately with the Xanthi storyline. So Zancan is immediately over-exercising and Aaron down the mines comes in and he's worried. Yes. Now, um, I suppose an eating disorder image crisis can come on quickly, but one episode seems very quick. And it, it can go away as quickly as it comes up because Imogen used to have an eating disorder, but it was never referenced again once she got over it. She's a good little mover, though. I have to do... She had that ball where you put your side to... I have to do that with the trainer, and it's murder. Yeah, they I call, hate it. She was a good little mover. Don't they call it, like, the Russian twist or something? Yeah, something like that. Like that. Um, which is actually ties in because Ramude's theory is that uh, Xanthi is a... Like a Russian orphan... A 30-year-old Russian orphan who's come to swindle them all. <laughs> hey, so explain to me why Aaron down the mine says anything to do with her. He doesn't. That's what was yeah, baffling. This is really weird. I said, why is this adult man hanging out with a 15-year-old he, girl? He had no business to walk into the Canning household yeah, at all. It's bizarre. She's over-exercising. And then, so she explains her dilemma that she's being trolled on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he gives just the worst advice of all time. Yeah. At no point does he say, don't worry about what they say. He's like, don't listen to them. You're beautiful. And then offers to become her social media manager. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, and, for, and I was just going, boo-hoo, check your privilege. Because, again, as the unattractive uh, ugly duckling who has since bloomed into a beautiful swan, I take umbrage with the fact that she, oh, she thinks she's ugly. And, yes, I get that everyone's got their insecurities. But you know what? She's got the rest of her life made. Like, she's not going to struggle in this industry, in this world. She's fine. What so industry? Whatever one she picks. Fashion. Um, I don't want to be rude, babes, but I feel like you're is... projecting a little bit with this, okay, with this well, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all 15-year-old think they're ugly. It doesn't matter if they're pretty or not. But as if she wouldn't put all that stuff on Instagram and suddenly have 10,000 followers. People make careers of being hot on Instagram these days. Yeah, but not everybody. She's just a normal... I feel like you're talking about... Are you talking about the actor? I feel like you've lost perspective. Okay, fine. Like, strap yourself in. Um, I think the main thing is here that people should be saying it's not important. Yes. Not random gay men should be saying, I'll be your social media manager. And then his boyfriend <laughs> says that he'll bankroll it. If you've got the idea, I'll pay for it, he says. And What's no, he paying for? And no one's asking no. her parent, her is guardian. Is he going to pay him a full-time salary? Oh, no, that's where you're wrong, babe. Nan comes in and Aaron down the mines punches her in the shed and says, I'm going to make her a star. <laughs> Gypsy. <laughs> He's going to be Rosa. He's going to Rosa. She doesn't want, all she wants to do is to hide in her room. She doesn't want to do any of this. It's real. That's very, very strange. And I, I hope they're setting that up for a fall back to reality because it's really a really strange decision it to say, very, very no, weird. we'll show these trolls. We're going to sell you out. And yeah, so an, an, a more healthy way to handle it would be to say, think of all the good things you do. Yeah. You you came down here on your own from the Gold Coast. You work part time at the cafe, yeah, even maybe though you go terrible. back to study. You, you've held down your job, even though you gave everyone at Lasseter's salmonella poisoning by making your own mayonnaise. But you kept your job at the cafe. At one point, am I right in thinking he says you're the next Kylie Jenner? Yeah, which she wants. She that's her. Um, ultimate goal. She yeah, wants to be a gentleman. for a 15-year-old girl to say, but not for a 25-year-old no. man to say to a 15-year-old girl. But amazing that he brought up Zoella, who's an amazing, like, who's a hugely popular YouTuber. Oh, someone's who... done a Google. No, I love Zoella. No, not you. I mean, the writers. Oh, the writers, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's I was funny happy. When you find... Is Zoella young? She's like 24. It's funny when you find adults that are into YouTubers, because you're one of them. Yeah. You watch all that weird stuff on YouTube. I do. Like people shopping or something? I watch people doing grocery hauls. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I've gone to the shops and this is what I bought. I've got a friend the other day who's super cool, super cool. Like, I wish I was him. And he must be around 30 and everything he says I um, idolise and look up to. And then the other day I got this, like, really excited um, text message from him because at work I was meeting Tyler Oakley. 
Do you know yes, Tyler Oakley? Yes, the yes, yes, yes. I mean, I know Tyler Oakley, but I was like, as if you... He was like, what was he like? Tell me what he was like. I was like, this is not, this is not yeah. out of my cool image. He's just a person who's got yeah. a camera. Yeah, and then I said, he was okay. His best friend was there. He was all right. And then he knew the best friend's name too. I was like, okay, shut it down. Shut it down. This is the other thing that's weird. So Piper's a vlogger. They've basically, tr- they've put this characteristic on her that she has a very successful vlog called Pipe Up. So why isn't Piper suggesting a social media strategy to Xanthi? Mm. That's more healthy to have your teen friend in fact, Piper didn't want a bar of it, did she? No, Is there a scene between the two of them? Because Piper said, I asked Xanthi to help me put my dead brother's stuff away and she didn't get back to me. But Xanthi's all about Piper when it's her news that she wants to share. Yeah. So I think that's poor form. Plus, it was just that one bag. She could probably put it away herself. It's just a tub. Yeah. They could have put it in Lauren's shed where they put everything else. So, okay. The other weird thing is when she says to Piper, I'm going to make a self-help book for teens and have a page about haters. Yes. Yeah, and that, that's when Piper didn't give a fuck. Yeah. When she was like, oh, yeah, right, yeah, jog on, mate. Talk to me about haters. I'm on YouTube. That's yeah. where all the haters yeah. come to congregate. <laughs> In fact, it's weird that she doesn't say, I get trolls on my YouTube comments all the time. Yeah. None of that. Do your research. Says, right, see you later. They've done their research as far as Zoella, but they haven't done any more research. All right. You don't want to get blocked. Calm down. <sighs> it's just, I have feelings. And it's that just got me. I don't know. It's Get some real problems, Xanthi. I just don't buy them. No, you don't buy them. No. Is she new, Xanthi? She's very new. Okay. Um, I thought she was quite a good actress. And the Brits love her. The Brits are all about her. I think they like that kind of... Um, oh, you've seen a lot of British soaps. They're all kind of big personality. Yeah. I don't know. Gritty. They're very gritty. <laughs> EastEnders. Jeez. <laughs> if a cast of EastEnders moved into their Ramsey Street, every one of the characters from Neighbours would go running away. Did you ever watch the, East, the EastEnders Neighbours spoof that they did as a... No. Crossover. Tribute? Yeah. No, I didn't. It's cute. I'll forward it to you. Anyway, so we'll finish off the week with... Everyone on EastEnders, when I used to watch it, it was always feel like all the characters were always saying, Mind the store, Gran! Because everyone seemed to have a market stall. Oh. They everyone had a market stall and no one ever wanted to mind their own stall because they had to do other storylines. So Nans were always there to mind the store. On Ramsey Street, no one minds anybody's business. They probably appreciate someone like that. Yeah, that's true. Because they're constantly <laughs> they leaving. do with a Nan. Their small businesses are always left yeah. unattended while they shoot some hoops. <laughs> Uh, now, finally, Amy hassles to rage for the Lassiter's contract rebuild, and I think that's poor form. She's on bereavement leave because she's just lost yeah, her kid. Give like, her a break. Maybe put that call into HR. Yeah, we'll leave a message, send um, an email. Finally, so Ned, at the very, very end of the episode, he goes back to the gravestone and then trashes the flowers. Trashes it. There are so many flower vandal- vandalizations that go on on Ramsey Street. Is like, it? the flowers at Sonny's Nursery got vandalized, and um, I think... Dead Cops Flower Memorial got trashed and now Josh's. It's just constant horticultural crime. Might be. I wonder if it's hard to find a gravestone to film at because people not, might not be too thrilled to film that scene next to their real-life gravestone. Although, I mean, not the dead, obviously. They don't have an opinion. Throw enough cash around, though. Yeah, that's true. Pay off everyone. And get... Find a lonely widow. Throw a, <laughs> throw a couple of pineapples. We smash up your gravestone for a bit of neighbours action. Um, so that's, that's the week. Um, I'm sorry there wasn't more Gabers action. Do you have any final questions? I'm going to throw you back to the infographic, Gabers Through the Ages, because there's like at least a dozen. So well done, Neighbours. Yes, well done, Neighbours. You've shown 12 gay men in 45 years. Um, <laughs> it's one every three years. Andrew Watson, 1995. What do you know about him? The one who looks like Hermes and Darkus. Yes. I'm going to Google him right now because Kate said he was Neighbours' first gay. Andrew Watson. She said, look him up. And then I didn't. Teacher at Erinsborough High. Well, that's given me nothing. Andrew Fleming's hot. Oh, no, Aaron, Aaron Fleming. Aaron that's Fleming, yeah. He's, he's the closeted yeah, husband. He's, he's gorgeous. A gay school teacher became the victim of a dismissal campaign. Well, I don't know now. 
Well, that Some, would have been why, because he was gay that would try to get rid of him. Yeah, someone tweet me, at Neighbours Pod, explain Andrew Watson to me. I still really like Nate. How can we salvage the relationship of Aaron and Nate? Do they even need to be in a relationship? Um, I think they could probably be on and off, on and off again. I think I th- if, 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 if Aaron just got a little more sassy, yep. they don't even put him in a singlet. I mean, they put him in a tight tee. Well, his brother's always in one a singlet. One of those spaghetti ones, you know, just like a barely there singlet. Put okay. him in one of that. Um, he could go back to dancing. Do Doesn't you... have to be a stripper. I loved when he was an exotic dancer. Be, yeah, he'd just be in clubs. Uh, Sheila had him a few times at the Waterhole playing a few Bucks and Hens nights. Oh, right. And that was a whole thing because he didn't want to – he played as straight on his um, social media because he wanted to get Hens night bookings. Oh, yeah, fair but enough. But then Nate was like, I want you to – be my boyfriend in public and so he changed his status on facebook to gay and then he got all these gay bookings and business was booming so now he just um come one come all whoever wants to book him books him well that's a bit of real life there because i've tried to book a male stripper for a gay (laughs) event and it's really hard to work out which it's hard to find gay ones because i think a lot of them are probably gay but they're all marketed towards women and then i thought i can't book this bloke to like come around and then there'll be some blokes and him be weird about it that'd be very awkward i thought so i just didn't do it in the end so it's a solid business plan yeah but on strippers another thing i learned recently is that um my friend was going overseas and her girlfriends were having a farewell lunch yeah in their house where they were about to move out so there's no furniture and they just thought on a whim they might see if they can get a stripper to do a lap dance, and um, they found a bloke that does a lunchtime special because oh, it was really cheap, like half gorgeous. price for lunch. So they came, but all they had left in the house was one camp chair. So they had to. See- <laughs> she was like upstairs, <laughs> and she came down, and they were like, "Get in the chair." <laughs> Did it fold well, in? Early, on it? early bird special. Did it fold in on itself? <laughs> Could have been fun. <laughs> oh, so okay, we'll get Aaron back stripping and spice things up, and yeah. that's all we need. Yeah. Do you think? We need a neighbor's grinder because they've done Tinder. They've Have done it. They? they don't call it Tinder. They call it some other fake name. Sheila's been on it. She found she met a bi guy on Tinder. Really? His name was Alan, and he was wooing Sheila, and then he confessed that he liked it both ways. It's taken a long time to get a gay on neighbors, but they've really flown over, thrown open the floodgates, haven't they? Yeah. Is there yeah. gays on home and away? Don't know. No, probably not. Probably they're not. just all about the surf, they're aren't they? Straighty way. All about the surf. Yeah. But, but I notice now that neighbours are just packed in the hot people. Yes, I've noticed that too. When I since last time I watched it, and since I watch it regularly, the people are a lot better looking. Mm. I mean, they're always good looking people. Sometimes it's to its detriment. But yeah. there's there's good looking people that can look like normal people that you would live near mm. and hang out with. And, and then, then there's, there's models. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we are, Hunter. Thank you for coming along. No worries. Thank you for taking me back down memory lane. Um, We're going to go out on, in just a moment, a clip that I have been sent by a couple of our listeners, Sarah and Paul, are going to review the Daniel and Imogen wedding, the Dimmy wedding, which I thought was a complete travesty and didn't want a bar of. So instead of me talking about it, I'm just going to get... Sarah and Paul to talk about Perfect. it. Perfect. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, where are they? What are they called? It's from, from the UK. Sarah CP Jones and at Paul Two Dart. Well, Twitter. are they mates? I think they are a couple, but I don't want to assume. Oh, let us know if you're a couple. They're, a, I think they're a couple, and they watch Neighbours together and tweet. Oh, I love it. a straight couple that watches Neighbours together and does a little podcast on it. Good on you. That could be us, fair. <laughs> but you playing? <laughs> yeah. So the Dimmy wedding. We'll go out on them. Hunter, you're at Mr. Hunter Smith. Yeah. Please follow me on Twitter because I've really plateaued. Yeah, it's because people just retweet pics of pictures all the time. Yeah, I've really plateaued. 
I've uh, so, I mean, I'm busy. I've got shit on. Follow at Neighbours Pod because we're nearly at 500 followers and that would be a nice... Oh, that would be nice. Cute little number. Leave us a review on iTunes. That's yeah. always fun. At, I'm at Mr. Hunter Smith, if you're not going to say no, it yourself. I said it. I oh, said it. You? Well, I'm just saying it again. Okay, fine. Right, I can start again. Delete this part out. No, I'm not deleting <laughs> it. Um, I'm at Vaya Pashos and uh, go to our Facebook page and I'll put up um, Gaber's history infographic. So we'll keep you posted and uh, we'll leave you with Sarah and Paul. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hi, neighbours. It's Sarah and Paul. One, right, they were broken up on a break, whatever, like four days ago, right, and now they're married. It's not wise, Imogen. You're supposed to be the wise one of, him, of Ramsey Street. It's quite an Andrew yeah. thing to do, though, isn't it's, it? Like, he, doesn't he propose to people every week? His name isn't Andrew. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. I don't Daniel. Know. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of the same character who is Andrew Robinson. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, okay, so they were, like, on a break, and then a beam fell on them, and now they're married? Fuck off! Like, no. I mean, damn it, no. Secondly, they broke up four days ago because she was having erotic dreams about her neighbour in a kilt. Like, that's, like, not like, oh, we had a row and we didn't, you know. That's like, no, I literally fancied someone else and I wasn't really sure about our relationship, but, oh, now you've been partially crushed by a beam. I'm all over that shit. They're getting married, and she currently believes his uncle has basically murdered her twin brother. She's marrying someone whose uncle killed her twin in her, is what she believes right now. So, Theresa's drinking. Firstly, who sent the <laughs> condolence basket of fruit and booze to the alcoholic? <laughs> I heard you were having a trying time, you alcoholic. Back, up, some, back on the wagon. Here's some wine. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, Therese's son died. She thinks her lover was responsible. She had one glass of wine after the funeral. Shut up, Imogen. Like, if she wants to have the bottle and be like, okay, well, enough's enough, like, back on the wagon now. Fine. Do you know what? Fine. You preachy shit. Also, even on a normal day, I think I struggle to have only one glass of wine. Yes, but you're not a raging alcoholic. Do you know who else is an alcoholic? Carl seems to have shrugged that off, hasn't he? Um, and then when they left, right, they left in the car that Daniel used to live in with Amber. Yeah, I'm surprised Gross. that car still exists. I yeah. We haven't seen that for months. I know. He's just been keeping it around the back. Yeah, he's been keeping it around the back of Lasseter's. Is that a thing to get in a car and go wherever you're going in your wedding dress and everything? Surely you're well, like... they were, I think they were going to go and see Scott and Charlene. Yeah, but how far away do they live? You don't want to sit in your wedding um, dress for six hours in a car. I think, you? well, speaking of that car. Yeah, exactly. Damn seat. I bet no aircon. Yeah, I bet the aircon doesn't work in that car. It's and shit. Ray Mears says you shouldn't drive anywhere in Australia without a truckload of water. I mean, I've learned That's that lesson what I've from learned. when Susan tried to drive yeah, the shopping centre. Yeah, they tried to drive to the shopping centre and nearly died. Yeah, so, so I don't think they're going to get far. It's danger out there. Yeah, danger. Cool. Okay, thanks, neighbours. Bye. Neighbor. bye, bye. <laughs>